T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. 2-1 pitch, Meyer swings, hits it in the air, deep to center field. Slater's going back. He's at the wall. It's going to go. Will Myers a three-run home run. Padres have broken it open here in the eighth inning, seven to nothing, San Diego. They would break it open, and then it would get tight again, but they ultimately would get the 7-4 victory. Welcome in to Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., alongside Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Uh, you got a little bit of everything in last night's uh, ball game. You had a stellar performance. Uh, by Joe Musgrove, who was dynamite. I mean, this was uh, a second consecutive start in which he came out and looked extremely sharp. Six innings of work, two hits, no runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Um, And then you saw the potential of an explosive offense, even without Manny Machado in it. They put up seven runs in the eighth um, and, and battle round. And then the ninth comes along, and Tim Hill struggled for whatever reason, command-wise. I'm less concerned about that. Uh, Hader came in and, and had, did what Hader has been doing uh, really in the last really three, three-and-a-half weeks of this season. Maybe you can call it a full month at this point. Uh, the Padres get a victory. They remain one game ahead of the uh, Phillies, who also won. Uh, a win today, a loss in Philly would mean – the Padres clinched that number five spot and will be definitely, at this point, headed to New York. So, Chris, uh, you got a little bit of everything last night. Yes, and Scraby's uh, buddy, J.D. Davis, almost uh, sent everybody on unhappy. <laughs> I mean, that fly ball he hit with the bases loaded there and two outs in the top of the ninth inning only came up about two feet short of the Petco porch in right field. But, uh, yeah, Hater hangs on. I mean, what a strange game. I mean, you're not going to get too many games like that where it's scoreless going to the bottom of the eighth, and then the final score is 7-4. to four. Right, both but teams bat around. <laughs> it was pretty weird. But, uh, yeah, Will Myers comes up with a big blow, and uh, Padres get a win. And, you know, Joe Musgrove answers the question, was everybody yep. partying too much on Sunday night? Now, Joe Musgrove obviously wasn't. I mean, right. he celebrated Dynamite. along with everybody else, but uh, that's the kind of performance you wanted to see last night. More than even a win or a loss, you wanted to see Joe Musgrove pitch like that because – Hey, if this first round wild card series goes to a third game, it's going to be Joe Musgrove that's entrusted with winning that third game. And uh, right now, Tony appears to be back on the beam, looking a whole lot like the no-no Joe of April yeah. and May. And that's music to the Padres' ears right now. First of all, uh, in terms of the playoffs, the only way 
You're going to be able to listen to your local Padres broadcasters. That's myself oh, yeah? and Mr. Jesse Agler during the playoffs. Is right here on 97.3 The Fan and streaming on the Odyssey app. We'll be, we will be here for you every pitch as the Padres try to bring home, you know, what we hope is uh, the first World Series. Uh, but to your point, Chris, if the Padres get you Darvish pitching the way he pitched, Blake Snell pitching the way he pitched, Joe Musgrove pitching the way he pitched last night, it, 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 that alone is going to make them a dangerous team. And, and, and obviously catching it behind them because that's an important element to it. But they're doing that thing. They're going to they're gonna be in every ball game come playoff, come this playoff series, whoever it is they're playing. No question about it. And uh, right now the Mets are trying to keep their uh, faint hopes alive of winning the NL East. They have a 2-0 lead over Washington in the first of a doubleheader in the third inning. The, basically the Mets have to win out. The Braves have to lose out in order for the Mets to win that division and put the Braves into the wild card picture. But right now, you're right, Tony. The uh, Padres with a win tonight. If the Phillies lose in Houston, the Padres could clinch that number five overall seed and most likely clinch a trip to New York City to face the Mets. And I I know that everyone's going to talk about how the Mets are unbeatable because they're going to have DeGrom and Scherzer. But like I said, the Padres, uh, to me, can match them. I mean, Darvish and Snell... Darvish is the pitcher of the month in the National League, so there's nobody pitching better than him right now. Uh, Blake Snell has been dynamite the entire second half of the season, and uh, we just talked about Musgrove starting to look like himself. So, uh, you know, in a three-man rotation, the Mets are going to bring it. The Padres are going to bring it. And I'll tell you one thing, it's going to come down probably, even though we think it's going to come down to pitching, it's probably going to come down to offensive execution more than anything else. Who's going to be able to move a runner to third base with yep. one out? Who's going to be able to get that run in from third base with less than two outs? Uh, you know, who's going to be able to get a hit with runners in scoring position? Because we already know all of these pitchers are so good, they don't give up too many hits when runners aren't in scoring position, let alone bearing down with runners in scoring position. So it's going to be a, you know, a, a chink base hit there, a bloop here. Uh, you know, maybe somebody squares one up and hits a long ball and makes a difference in a ball game, but it's going to be tight, tight, tight this weekend if indeed it winds up being Padres-Mets. I, I, I just think we're going to be on the edge of our seats the entire weekend. I, I, listen, I, I, I believe that no matter who it is, I, I think that's what you're going to get. If the pitching is, is going to be this strong, especially the starting pitching, um, they're going to be they're going to be in for it. So, um, they're going to be. I should say they're going to be in 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 on every in, in every series, no matter who who they're playing against. So um, it 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 was uh, also nice. You know, I know he, he punched out his first two bats, but to get that double, that really got everything rolling there. Uh, Grisham, that was good to see him him come up with a knock there. I mean, he's pow- when you start with strikeouts are piling up and piling up to see him hit a ball, not only hit a double but hit a ball hard to the pool side. Um, I thought that was a good thing for me. I think he needed a, a victory there. He got one. Yeah. We'll take whatever. Every little thing's going to help right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if Grisham can, Grisham can contribute, then, as Bob Melvin said, their best team is with him in the lineup. And what he's referring to is the fact that that gives him a gold glove caliber center fielder. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I like Will Myers right now. I love Jose Ozokar. But Grisham, with the experience and the background to play center field, would be my preferred choice out there, but he has to be able to give you something with the bat. Yeah. I, I, and and I'll that's tell you what Melvin's looking for right now. I tell you what, Will is setting himself up to be that 
that kind of wild card. Yeah, right. He is. If if he's going to play like he's played since he's come back from injury, uh, it doesn't mean he's going four for four every night. But it seems like in, in moments in, in moments where you know it, they may not seem significant when they happen, he, he seems to be at the on the right side of that here coming up. And his versatility is going to be a, a major factor too. Yeah, you're going to want to make some moves with, uh, you know, uh, double switches and pinch hitting and pinch running. And Will Myers gives you a lot of versatility right now. I was looking at the Mets. Just I, I, I shouldn't be doing such a deep dive into the Mets because we don't know yet that the Padres are going to play them. But a couple of things that surprised me a little bit. Number one, they have the leading hitter in the National League. I don't know if anybody knows that now. Jeff McNeil has passed Freddie Freeman, and he's taken over the lead in the batting race in the National League. Not only that, the Mets have the top batting average in the National League yeah, by a single, a single point ahead of the Dodgers. So, uh, you know, they can hit a little bit. Now, the one thing on the Mets that, that I like to hear, if that's the opponent, is the fact that Starling Marte right now yes. is very questionable as to whether or not he's going to be able to play this weekend. He's got a non-displaced fracture on one of his middle fingers. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what all that means except to say that he kid, he's not playing today. Uh, he's not going to play the rest of the regular season. And Buck Showalter is very, you know, iffy on whether this guy can make it this weekend. And Starling Marte, he may not be Manny Machado, but he's a heck of a good player. And I would love to walk into the series and see him not playing. So Let me tell you, this came up yesterday uh, between Jesse and I. I mean, that's a big, re- that's a big piece. Like, uh, Marte finds a way to... Get on. He he does all the little things that that team needs, right? He, he gets on base. He moves runners. He can play. De- he's good defensive outfielder. Uh, uh, maybe some of the dirty work that the rest of that lineup doesn't do. You know, uh, a, a more athletic version uh, of what like a, a McNeil brings to the table. Uh, you have in, in Marte, who can you know do a little bit of everything, and he's not. There's no guarantee he's going to be back. That having not having your middle finger, I don't care what kind of fracture, displaced, non-displaced. Right. Uh, that that whole, that middle finger is important in in kind of anchoring that that bat in your hand. Yeah, it's a big deal. So uh, I, I would root against Tarling Marte being able to play in that series because he's a difference maker. I mean, the Mets already have Francisco Lindor. They got Pete Alonso. You got some good players in that lineup. We talked about McNeil. He's hitting three he He's got a hit today to extend his lead in the batting race. So the Mets are not just about Scherzer and DeGrom. They've, they, they're going to, you know, they got a good chance to end up winning 100 games. They've got 98 wins right now with three games remaining, two today, one tomorrow. And this could be a 100-win team that the Padres are facing in the first round. So Padres will have to mind their P's and Q's, dot their I's, cross their T's, and do everything right in order to beat a team like New York especially in New York. But, you know, yeah. they did do it during the regular season, right after the All-Star break. They took two out of three uh, there at City Field. And uh, let's hope that they can, if that's their opponent, let's hope they can do it again. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, the Phillies are still in play. Aaron Nola pitched a hell of a game last Ooh. night for Philadelphia. Took a perfect, perfect game into the two outs in the seventh inning. Retired the first 20. And not just anybody, the Houston Astros, Probably one of the best hitting teams in baseball. So Nola helped the Phillies lock down that final playoff spot last night. And uh, you know, I think he's one of the best pitchers in the National League, Austin's brother. And uh, so terrific job by Aaron Nola last night to get the Phillies into the playoffs. Now we find out you know, whether it's the Padres in the five seed 
or it's the Phillies. Uh, remember, the Phillies hold the tiebreaker, so right. if they end up with the same record, actually Philadelphia would leapfrog the Padres. But we'll see You know how that turns out. The Astros are tough, and uh, Philly's got a couple of tough games coming up in order to try and catch the Padres. And, you know, I like the way the Padres played last night. I, yeah. I, I think a lot of us thought it might be kind of a throwaway game after the celebration on Sunday. But just like, remember we had, how many calls did we have yesterday from people saying, you know, you're celebrating too much. There's still a lot of work to do. Well, for anybody that was concerned about that, Padres showed that they could go back to work because they went without, right back to work Manny last night. Too. Manny and Profar are not in the lineup yeah. last night. So, so they went back to work. They did just fine. So yeah. that that's, that's a good sign. Uh, by the way, before we go too much further in the show today, Scraby, can I get a little music, please? <laughs> this is the best I can find on the short notice. What is this? You got the nursery rhyme version. I, I can't happy find. Birthday, you know huh? what? You know what? There's not a real happy good happy birthday. birthday song out there. There isn't. All right, let the man sing. Happy birthday, happy Tony. Happy birthday to you. There we go. Who was that? Go. Daffy Duck and no friends? idea, no idea, Chris. But it has a couple million oh, views, so I went with you it. You are the best, man. man no, you are the best, Tony. <laughs> Happy birthday to Happy Tony Gwynn Jr. out there. Uh, thank you, thank celebrating you, celebrating his and birthday today, and uh, we're uh, we're uh, happy to honor him in that uh, pursuit today as he enjoys a birthday. And uh, what else would you rather be doing, Tony, than our, our talk show and, a, and broadcasting a baseball game? <laughs> right? I think it's yeah, pretty, no, that's course. a pretty good deal, man. Uh, there's a right. lot of people out there who would uh, who would definitely take that as their birthday present. No, so. no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm writing down my 161st lineup of the year, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be another great day. I'm, watching, I'm also watching uh, Gabe Kapler. Who looks like a bodybuilder right now? And he has <laughs> a Steph Curry jersey on, so he's the guns are out, suns out, guns out. Yeah, uh, he looks like he could play linebacker. Honestly, <laughs> he does look pretty well built. I guess I yeah. could say. Suffice he's, to say, a la the fan in San Francisco last night who ran onto the field and got flattened oh, man. by that Rams linebacker man, Bobby Wagner. Oh. Bobby Wagner. Yeah, if you're thinking of running on the field tonight. At Petco Park, first of all, don't do it. Yeah. Second of all, if you do are stupid enough to do it, I would avoid the Giants' dugout yes. area because yeah. if Gabe Kapler comes out and lays a hit on you, you're not getting it's, up. It's a wrap. It's, it's a wrap. A, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. You know, I, if I was, you know, that guy who ran on the field yesterday uh, for the, in the Forty Nine er game, he's lucky the guy behind him that came out to the sideline that was chasing him in the Rams uniform. He looked a little more angry than. Uh, then my man uh, who oh, got him. Uh, you mean number Tack, 50, Tack number McKinley? Fi- whoever it was who was coming at him. He was him. the guy, I believe he was the guy he who got brought into it. A, he, got, he got into it with his teammate He later did, in the game, and right? he yeah. brought his grandma's uh, picture to the draft. Remember he swore on TV and Dion told him, calm down, big man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and he's been, uh, yeah, yeah, he was very angry. You could see it he, in his eyes. Yeah, he looked like that guy was, he was going to, he was going to do some damage to me. Although, <laughs> although uh, he, he ended up getting hit pretty hard anyway. So it he did. all worked out. He did. All right. Uh, thank you guys for the birthday wishes. I appreciate of it. Of course. Uh, I do intend to, uh, you know, I saw a lot of people, or I just saw a lot of people have sent me messages on Twitter. I do plan to – I'm not going to reply to everybody. I'm just going to make one big message 
thanking everybody. Smart guy. Smart guy. Uh, very nice uh, to have it you. It is very appreciated. Happy, happy birthday to uh, you. Thank you. The big 4-0 is here. It's all downhill oh. from what I hear. No, it isn't. That. It isn't. <laughs> as, I, as I wrote you in my note to you this morning, welcome to prime, to the prime time. <laughs> I like that. Join like the that rest of us, pal, in the welcome over Here's to prime, prime time, time, baby. Here's to prime time. <laughs> all right. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Uh, more Padre talk. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, don't forget, Friday is the big day. Not only the day that the Padres begin their playoff push, but a day where you can join us for a full afternoon and evening and morning, actually. Of live broadcast, we're going to be at uh, Ale Smith Brewing Company off Miramar Road. This Friday, it all gets underway with the 6 a.m. Ben and Wood show, followed by the coach, John Cantera, at 10. And then Gwen and Chris at 2 o'clock. We lead up to our pregame show. We'll have coffee, beer, tons of food. It is uh, Ale Smith Brewing Company off Miramar Road. You can enjoy some 394 pale ale straight from the source. And uh, that is coming up Friday to en- uh, to enjoy Padre baseball and the playoff push. Uh, make sure you're there bright and early for Ben and Woods. Now, we don't know what time the game is going to be. I've seen that it can be at uh, 10 o'clock. I've seen that it can be at 11 o'clock. It could also be at 1 o'clock or it could be at 5 o'clock. I believe those are the four times that Major League Baseball has set for the four wild card playoff games Friday. But since we don't know who the Padres opponent is yet... We don't know what time the game will be. Those are all those are all Pacific standard Pacific times. standard time starts. Okay. Yes, so uh, our shows will be in and around all that. If it's a day game, Scraby and I will be on after the game. So anyway, just to make sure, just look, show up at Ale Smith at about six a.m. and just park it there and just enjoy the day. We're gonna have the game on. You can watch it and uh, you know just have a great day with us and uh, ninety-seven three the fan. This Friday, Ale Smith Brewing Company, that is the place to be. Uh, Aaron Judge did not uh, hit home run 62 in the first game of a doubleheader 
That has just finished up in Texas. Yankees beat the Rangers 5-4. to four. Judge now has two games left to try to break the American League record. He'll have the game tonight in Texas and then tomorrow. So, I don't know. The pressure's it's tough. It's not easy to just step up and say, I need to hit a home run and then do it. And, no, uh, you it's know. Not, it's not easy at all. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I imagine, especially when you're really thinking about it and everybody wants you to do it, Everybody but the guy out on the mound who's not exactly, you know, trying to make it easy on you. So uh, Aaron Judge still at 61 home runs. And um, the other quick note on the scoreboard, Mets and Nationals. Mets have just added a run and lead 3 nothing in the bottom of the third. Uh, lots coming up on the program. Kirk Kenny from the Union Tribune uh, will join us. He covers Aztecs. And uh, it's been kind of a busy you know, last several days for Aztec football. We'll get the latest from Kirk Kenny on that. We have a daily gambit today. We have a pop quiz. Oh, yeah. Tuesday pop quiz coming up where on his birthday, Tony will no doubt crush Scraby as he always does. Wait, wait. You got to give me a little bit of a shot. For what? Why I mean, would I have to give you, you a little you bit of a shot? You haven't earned a shot. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't earned a shot. Okay, if we were setting odds for today, what would be my odds, Chris? It's plus 750. Plus 750. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that, that means I'm come the on, heavy Scrape, underdog. Come on. Scrape, are we being serious? Come on. Well, Scrape, you win if about we were setting once, odds, you what, would about, you get, what kind of odds would you give yourself? Yeah, what would you give yourself? You win about one every 15 times. Um, I would think minus 115. That's a pretty fair minus one. Minus 115. That <laughs> makes you the favorite. <laughs> Don't no, be ridiculous. Tony's probably like at minus 250. I'm at minus 115. You're not at minus anything. You're, You're a plus, plus something. Okay. I'm plus at least plus 500. At least plus it. 500. Pop quiz coming up in the 3 o'clock hour today. And uh, we'll also have Chris versus the fans. <laughs> What'd you say? At least That's... I'm honest with myself. Yeah, be honest with yourself. Yeah, yeah, I just, am. You don't there, win there, that There's nothing often. in the records that say that you should be anything closer than no. the plus. Doesn't mean you won't win. I'm just saying. No, he's not going to win. How many it, wins it does, have I had this does, year? You have like one or two. I think I have two. And we're into uh, October now. Uh, so all right, I'm more like plus seven fifty. I'll agree. That, may, that makes it that makes it so much funnier when you uh, say does. we're all the way in October. <laughs> you have two wins. We've been playing this game since January. That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, but <sighs> Scraby is feeling pretty good today because his phony Niners looked not anything but that. phony last night. Thank you. They uh, they dominated the Rams, frankly, twenty four to nine in the Monday Night Football game. It was a uh, tour de force performance by the Forty Nine er defense, which had seven sacks, forced a couple of turnovers, and uh, got some big plays on offense. One a run by Jeff Wilson Jr. and the other a long run after a catch by Debo Samuel. Yeah, and that was pretty much ball game. A pick six turned in as well. Hufanga. Talanoa Hufanga. Hufanga. I He's love the guy him. that recovered the uh, blocked kick in the end zone that beat Green Bay in yep. the playoff last he is. year. He is. He's got a I, nose for the football. I have I have a a, a buddy at the at the barber shop. His name is DJ. He's a big 49er fan. Oh, love you and, already, and, DJ. Well, here's the problem with DJ's. You know, he was a big. Um, uh, what's the quarterback that broke his broke his oh, Trey Lance. Lance? He was a big Trey Lance supporter. He I don't know how you can be a supporter without him actually playing. But anyway. well, well, he was. He was going into the season. He was a big Trey Lance fan, and he was dogging. He's been dogging Jimmy Jimmy G for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I walked in there on Monday, I believe it was to to get my hair cut. Um, you know, he had a lot to. I, I gave him. I gave him a lot of heck about. Yeah. Uh, about about Trey Lance being done and mm-hmm. now having to go back to this quarterback Jimmy G and this was after the week Jimmy G stepped on the end zone. 
So oh, he had a boy. lot to say about the night Jimmy after. G. I just hope <laughs> that he kept that same energy after Jimmy G's pretty su- efficient performance. Yeah. I would last say Jimmy night. G was outstanding last night. 16 he out was. of 27, 239, one touchdown, no picks, no sacks. No fumbles. No fumbles. Kept his feet in the field of play. Didn't have yeah. happy feet. You know, he, he played he, well last night. He knew night. where the field was. He knew he what it, well how big it night. was, all of that. He, uh, he's he gotta, knocked off the rust. He's absolutely got to hate that he stepped out of the end zone because he is oh. hearing it from every single he's keep angle. Hearing it too, I mean, but, if, if my man uh, Dan Orlowski heard it until – Basically, That's true. <laughs> until basically uh, Jimmy G decided to help him out and step out on his own. Yeah. He you know what? Jimmy G is going to hear about this forever. He, I know that I know that you're going to talk about this game from the 49er No, no, actually I'm going to talk to you talk but, from the Rams side. But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, watching this game from the Rams side, Tony, I, I don't know. You're, you're doing the ball game last night, so I don't know how much you could pick up. But the Rams, to me, looked very much like a team that is satisfied with winning the Super Bowl last mm. year. That's just what they look like to me. They, that's exactly what I was just. I don't want to say, say really. I, yeah, yeah, it was. I, that's yeah. funny because I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say they're going through the motions. That, that's not fair to say about any professional sports team, but they just don't look like they have the same urgency that they had, you know, a year ago and winning the Super Bowl. The Forty ers dominated them last night, and the Rams looked like they were just more than willing to be dominated. <laughs> just, they just rolled over. They seem yeah. like they rolled over. I mean, Cooper Cup had 14 catches, but he never got down the field. I don't think they threw him a ball more than 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage. Same with Tyler Higby. Uh, Rams' longest gain of the day was only 18 yards. I mean, wow. you know, I, I don't know what they're doing with Allen Robinson, but they need to get Odell Beckham Jr. on that club again to stretch the field and, and open things up for this offense because – they don't. They're not a threatening team down the field now. Maybe the Forty ers just didn't let them get down the field last night because of the pass rush, and maybe I'm overstating all of this. Maybe the Rams will bounce back and win their next ten games, but they just look like a team last night that was like, "Yeah, we won the Super Bowl last year, so who cares?" I, I think um, yeah. from the Rams side, their offensive line is is just way too young and it's not good enough. They lost Andrew Whitworth and he was a big part of the offensive line. And you know what? They traded away their entire draft pick system basically to win that Super Bowl. And so you have no depth on your your team with the young guys. They didn't guys. have any depth last year though. And so But they yeah. did have a better offensive line than they do now. Okay, so maybe you ho- the hope is that they'll be able to develop those offensive linemen. They'll get better as the year goes, but I think Matt Stafford Chris is- took it hard last night. I, like, I would say that bad. Chris has a, 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 a terrific point when he points out you know, Allen Robinson has not looked good in, in his, what, four appearances now as, no. a, as a Ram? He's not done uh, anything. Uh, Odell Chris Beckham, knows more than any it, of us. I know. He's, on my, he's not going to be on my fantasy team for much I'm at, longer. I don't know what Odell Beckham's health is, but I, I know they have to be thinking to themselves, yeah. man. Well, they said last was, night. Maybe he was a bigger uh, a bigger piece than we thought he they said last night that they basically they literally have kept his locker in the locker room waiting for oh, okay him. so they're hoping that they can get him back yeah 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 but i mean it, well, how, does that make alan, how does it make alan robinson feel you're the starting wide receiver until we can talk odell beckham jr back into joining <laughs> there's the literally a reminder in yeah, the locker room there's with a reminder right next to his locker. some guy who's not even on the team has yeah, a locker that they're waiting for another guy to come back so but they need another weapon. They need to stretch the field. But, you know, I give the 49ers just dominated the game. And when the 49ers line is playing at that level, 
you know, there's not a lot of teams that can beat them, at least in their home field. So that, that was an impressive performance. And Debo Samuel continues to be a game-breaker and uh, took that one to the house, 57 yards. I don't know how many tackles he broke Do along Do people the not way. want to tackle him? They seem like they come in there with that kind of like, eh. Yeah, I yeah. think he's a tough they don't, tackle. They don't really, it's like they're not committed to, to hitting him. I, I don't know what it is because he's not an overly big guy. He's yeah, just, he, he runs, runs hard. He runs like well, he's yes, big. he runs hard. He but, runs hard. Yeah. So but that was an impressive performance by your guys. And now the old NFC West is tied at 2-2. Two and two That was huge. Week number was four huge. of the NFL comes to a close. That was huge. So, that was a huge win. All right, there you go, Scraby. When we come back, we'll talk a little college football. Aztecs have had kind of a tumultuous week or so. Kirk Kenny will catch us up on everything going on on the Mesa, and uh, we'll do that when Gwen and Chris continues. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 237 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby, Kirk Kenny will join us here shortly. Talk a little Aztec football. We Was love our Aztecs. Firing you, you and of- I love our Aztecs, man. We're disappointed. We Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. You know, and it's it's partly because I'm doing baseball games every day. Uh-huh. I haven't really got a chance to, like, sit down and watch them. Right. Like, from start to finish. And it hasn't been, uh, I, I was it hasn't say been the like few... staring at a sunset. <laughs> the, few, <laughs> the few times I have sat back and watched, it hasn't been that fun, I must no. say. It has been tough for me to keep the channel. The first on, half on was enjoyable the other night against Boise Yeah, State. and that's why I was excited. I didn't even get to see it, but I just heard that we they were They completely up. controlled the game. Defensively, they were lights out. Offensively, they played all right. They moved the ball up and down the field. They didn't really take advantage of it. But, man, that second half got on them. And, uh, you know, football can get away from you sometimes just like that. I mean, it was like 7, 14, 21, 28, 35. You're like, I mean, wow. Dave Marcus was, you know, he was being a fake Aztec that day. So he was giving (laughs) me, he was. He was actually giving me like updates. Yeah, you know, it was like thirteen nothing at halftime. I was like, man, all right, thirteen nothing at halftime they on the road. Yeah, they look great. And, and then like I might have checked in with him. I forget where we were when we played that game, but I checked back in with him, 
and it was like it was it was like thirteen or fourteen thirteen, and it was like twenty one thirteen. It was like he got the thirty five, and I was like, "Yo, thirty five unanswered points." We, <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. it was like it was like that watching it. It's too. exactly what happened. The, uh, the the Boise State brought in a running quarterback in the second half, and the he just tore the Aztecs up every time he would, you know, that zone read play. He would just fake the handoff and then keep it and run around the end for like forty yards, and you know the Aztecs just uh, got back on their heels. And you know how it, it snowballs when your offense doesn't move the ball, yeah, because your defense starts to get tired, starts to get pushed around a little bit. And that's where things went on Friday night. But I still have faith in Brady Hoke. I, I know a lot of Aztec fans right now are really down and out on this football team. But, you know, I mean, this they've won 10 or more games five of the last six years. And they're going to have to get going. Then. They're, gonna have, they're not going to get to 10 this year, but they can still salvage this season. Well, you know what? No better person to ask about, you know, the so-called uh, salvaging uh, this season, then Kirk Kenny. Kirk Kenny joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet fan, Char- Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Uh, Kirk Kenny with the San Diego Union Tribune. Kirk, been a long time, man. How are you? Yeah, we were both younger last time we talked. From what I understand, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. One of us has gotten old. Very, for very sure. happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you very much, Kirk. I want to ask you a little bit about this. Uh, recent firing uh, of of the Aztecs offensive coordinator is 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 this going to help things? I think it will. Uh, you know, at the very least, whenever you have a team that's struggling or or anything in life where there's struggles going on, you, you need to give people hope that the future can be better. And I think that's when you see changes happen. It gives people hope that maybe you know new eyes or or fresh vision will will help make something happen. And while Coach Horton, uh, the, Jeff Horton, the running backs coach, was taken over as offensive coordinator, and he had previously been in that role during Rocky Long's time as, as the coach in recent years. Um, so he's familiar with everything and still, still runs a more ball control, you know, run offense. But, uh, you know, he's got a lot of experience doing that. And then I think uh, the new hire of Ryan Lindley as the quarterback's coach is, I think, what really has kind of energized some people. And uh, he's somebody that I think's got a very bright future and kind of checks all the boxes. He's their all-time passing leader, and has a, in just a brief time, five or six years, he's really developed quite a resume for uh, working with quarterbacks and develop, developing quarterbacks. The thing that's hard to understand, Kirk, as we watch this team play this year, is what happened. I mean, with Jeff Heklinski, I mean, he presided over a team that went 12 and two last year. Uh, everybody felt that they had an upgraded quarterback this year with Braxton Burmeister, local kid coming back across from uh, Virginia Tech where he played so well in the ACC last year. Got Jesse Matthews, who's a you know go-to receiver. Um, I, you still got a stable of running backs there. The one thing you touched on in the, in the beginning of the season before it started was the offensive line, and I just wonder if that hasn't come together as quickly as they hoped in turn, that has kind of made the whole offense look like it's stuck. Stuck. I think it's a combination of things, but I think, yeah, start, let's start with the offensive line. I think we saw early on that uh, Braxton was kind of having to, I, I mean, I heard it described as run for your life a few times. And, you know, <laughs> if you had a very veteran, strong offensive line, it would be interesting to know what kind of a start would he have gotten out to? One thing I, I, I've mentioned to a few people and I keep coming back to, like Philip Rivers knows he can't run. 
So he would still stay in the pocket as long as you can. If you're a quarterback and you know you can escape, you know you can run, I've always wondered how much more likely are you to take off instead of waiting that extra split second. And as we've seen Burmeister this year, he's, he's tended to, you know, take a look downfield but then take off. Um, so going forward, it'll be interesting to see, does the offensive line get better? Do, do they do some different things with the offense, maybe to try and get rid of the ball more quickly or something like that that makes him more effective? So, you know, all that I'm looking forward to seeing as we go forward. You know, what exactly, how does this unfold now? Kirk Kenny joins us here via the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And, Kirk, you mentioned Ryan Lindley uh, energizing uh, some folks around uh, around this roster and on his staff. Would it, how do they see Ryan Lindley fitting in short-term and long-term? Well, I'll address long-term first, is, and I asked that to Brady Hoke today, and he said, you know, right now he's trying to focus just on what's going on now, so he wouldn't really address beyond this season with either Coach Horton's role or Ryan Lindley's role. Uh, as far as the short term, uh, Lindley said it's, it's, you know, just about getting the guys to focus on what they're doing. And he did mention, you know, being quick with the ball, playing fast, and being decisive. So I think, you know, again, fresh eyes, bringing a different approach maybe than uh, Jeff Heklinski brought with the quarterbacks. And uh, just some of his experiences and as far as uh, – being both a college and NFL quarterback and uh, other life experiences he's had working with some top-level quarterbacks. Kirk Kenny is with us from the San Diego Union-Tribune talking about the struggling Aztec football team. There are two and three coming off a loss on Friday night to Boise State, but nevertheless favored by three touchdowns this weekend when they host Hawaii uh, at Snapdragon Stadium. Uh, How is Brady Hoke different or is he any different from the Brady Hoke that we saw first of all 10 12 years ago when he first took over the program and coming back this time uh it see I mean I feel you know like he's 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 struggling along with his program right now a little bit and 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 I just think it's he's not used to used to having success he's used to having success and it's it's not happening right now for for Brady Hoke uh, where where does he stand right now and how's he how's he holding up I think he's seemed much brighter and looking forward today than he's been the last few weeks because I, I think some of this was just wearing on him. The offense has really, really struggled. I mean, against Boise State, they threw for 33 yards, zero in the second half. Yeah. And I think, you know, all this was weighing on him. Jeff Eklinski has worked with him at Ball State, at Michigan, and both times here at San Diego State. So they're mm. very, very good friends. And I'm sure to have to make a move was, like this was, was wrenching for him. But, you know, now that decision has been made and they're past that, so I think that's probably somewhat of a weight off his shoulders, and I think he's he's eager to uh, look forward. They, they've lost their first Mountain West Conference game, but they, they can certainly, you know, there's seven more games, so there's certainly out in front of them a chance to still win the conference. Kirk, can, in terms of this season, right, it's, it's, it's gone almost as bad as, as, you, could, as you could ever wish, uh, if somebody wished, you know, you could – be that bad his first couple of games how is this salvageable this season i think it definitely is and and it's interesting in fact i keep pointing back to 2015 and in fact brady hoke mentioned today that they they kind of chopped together some highlights from 2015 that team started one and three and then it won 10 games in a row won the mountain west title over air force and then went and won the hawaii bowl over cincinnati we do have a short memory sometimes yeah and i mean 
So again, it shows there's always hope and there's always a chance. Now, are they going to follow that exact same script? I, I would say no, because there's mm. some teams out there that could definitely beat them. But it's definitely doable, and I'll say this as well. Mountain West is, I think, pretty down this season. Uh, Fresno State lost its quarterback, so who knows if he'll be back uh, later this month when the Aztecs play them. But there's definitely some winnable games out there that could still position them to have a very successful season. Kirk, five of the last six full seasons, the Aztecs have won 10 or more games, including that uh, 2015 season you're talking about. Do they deserve a little bit more of a pass from their fan base in terms of struggling early in the season? Because, I mean, I read Twitter. I read, you know, the, the letters and the, the emails and uh, hear, the, hear, hear a lot of the complaining going on. Seems like people are being very difficult, almost treating this team like they're Alabama to a certain extent. Like, you know, mm. everything is completely broken and this is a disaster, et cetera. I just kind of wonder if Aztec fans need to take a step back and say, hey, you know what, it's been a, it's been a tough start, but hopefully they can get it turned around. But in the long run, Aztec football has been really good for a long time, and I just wonder if they're not a little bit of a victim of their own success right now. Yeah, I would, I, a couple thoughts on that. One, in our society today, we're so, you know, by the minute, by the hour, by the day, and nobody wants to take a longer view at how things can play out. They want to make a snap decision. You know, one fumble and that guy should be benched, and, you know, one loss and that guy should be fired. So I do think they need to take a breath sometimes and say, you know, why don't we make a decision on certain things after the season? At the same time, the bar's been raised by all the success. I mean, before yeah. Brady Hoke and then Rocky Long took over, um, this this team had maybe gone to two bowl games, I think, in like 20 years. Yeah. And th- then they went on a stretch of 10, 10 in a row. Uh, you mentioned the double-digit win seasons. So kind of the baseline expectation is higher now for this program, and, and that's a good thing. But at the same time, I think sometimes people need to, you know, take a step back and, and try and be reasonable. That's a great observation. I, I, I need to remind myself of that sometimes, especially – uh, as it pertains to to our Aztecs, they have been set. The, they have changed the bar and how we think. So it is a kind of a catch twenty two. Kirk Kenny with us here on Gwen and Chris on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And Kirk, there was a lot of talk about possible changing of conference or how the Aztecs looked in this whole moving game. It, it slowed down a little bit, obviously, because the football season's in. But has anything changed in terms of? Uh, the the prospects for for the Aztecs or is this going to be shelved until you know a little bit later on in, in this year and early into next year? Uh, I don't think it's imminent, like in the next day or two or a week or two. But I think maybe by the end, I've heard a few people say maybe by the end of the year we'd hear something about potentially a an invitation to like the Pac-12. Uh, I, I still think there's obviously things going behind the scenes, but um, I, I don't think things are really imminent I, I do think it looks favorable i other you see more and more writers that mention the aztecs with this stuff when we looked at the last uh, rotation of this and that what was that just last year you know when some of the schools moved for the big 12 to refill um the aztecs didn't, weren't really mentioned in the same breath with some of those other schools and there, and there were up to like a dozen schools mentioned that i wouldn't see senator state among them this time around, San Diego State seems to be at the forefront of that. So while I don't think it's imminent that we'll hear a de- definitive invitation in the next couple of weeks, so I wouldn't be sitting by the mailbox, but I think maybe by the end of the year or maybe by Christmas time we might hear something. Indeed. All right. Well, Kirk, as always, man, appreciate catch- appreciate catching up with you. It's uh, been too long. We've got to do this a little bit sooner next time. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks, Kirk. 
That was Kirk Kinney of the San Diego Union Tribune on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Uh, for nothing, Mets up in game one of a double header. Uh, they basically need to win out in order for them to have a, a chance to win that division. Because yes, they do. The Braves have the tiebreaker, so they cannot end up tied. Uh, so they may not; they don't even control their own destiny. They need help from the Braves yeah, by losing. Yeah, they need the Braves to lose two more to the Marlins uh, uh, and also uh, take care of their own business, which they're doing today. I want to go back to the Aztecs real quick. I, I To sit here at 2-3 and three with the struggles that they've had offensively and how, you know, how it's looked and you know, how it's played out so far this season – it, it seems a little crazy to sit here and go, you know what, I think they could win their last seven games. But looking at their schedule, Tony, and looking at who they play, they're not going to be overwhelmed by any of the teams on their schedule remaining. I already said they're a three-touchdown favorite over Hawaii. Nevada would be next. They've really struggled this season. You heard Kirk talk about Fresno State. They just lost to UConn because they don't have their starting quarterback right now. UNLV is actually one of the tougher teams remaining on their schedule. The Rebels are uh, playing pretty well, uh, at least early in the season, but that'll be at home. Then San Jose State, never a great opponent. New Mexico, still struggling to get it back together. And then you finish up at home against Air Force. I, I the, the Mountain West is so down this year that I think the Aztecs could take advantage of that. What they need is a spark, though. They need Burmeisters need to have some success. The offensive line's got to come together a little bit, give them some time, get this passing game going. Jesse Matthews is too good to be sitting there with, you know, 100 yards receiving through five games this season. Uh, get him the ball. Get get Bird running around a little bit. You know, get a little confidence. And the schedule is actually still there for this to be a somewhat successful season. And I'd love to see it happen for all the naysayers out there because people, to me, have given up far too quickly and been, you know, honestly too harsh on a program that's been so successful. And maybe I'm just saying that because I'm an Aztec, but so be it. I'm going to say it anyway. You know what? You're right. You're right. I I, I have uh, I am guilty of that here recently. I don't know why. I th- you know, I think – how much of it do you think is moving into the new stadium, and that comes with very like, much a part of it? Because yeah. I, I I feel like normally I'm in the same mind frame that you're in in terms of you know just letting this play out, just because you know they've lost a couple early doesn't mean, uh, but it, it feels different this year, and I and I just been sitting here thinking as Kirk was kind of going through you know why you know things are happening the way they are and and how they can get better and why they think they will get better. I mean, it dawned on me. It was like, why am I a little more critical than I normally am? And then I was like, is, is it? Is it? Could it be the stadium that you could open up this brand new facility and you like expect the team to just roll out there and yeah, be be the greatest? I think you're right. I think the new facility has heightened expectations even more than the success that this team has had on the field. I think yeah. everybody expect a new stadium, go out there and just be you know the West Coast version of uh, of Georgia. And, you know, they're not. they got a lot of work to do. And, you know, we should have tempered our expectations a little bit. But uh, I'd still like to see them get this turned around this season, have yeah. some success. Uh, i, I got to believe Burmeister's better than he showed. I, like I said, I've seen some of these guys play before. They can, they, can move, they can move the ball in the air if they get some time to throw it. So let's hope that the Aztecs get a turn, and maybe this weekend will be the turning point. 
No doubt. All right, you hear the music. Time for a break. Three o'clock hour on the way. <laughs> Tony is especially good at throwing yes, a break. Isn't he, he really is. <laughs> Let's go to break. The music is here. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 